who is currently in your network right now who is one step closer to where you want to be this is the happen to your career podcast with scott anthony barlow we help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you figure out what does and make it happen We help you define the work that is unapologetically you and then go get it. If you feel like you were meant for more and you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Finding your ideal career in today's world often hinges on building, maintaining, and utilizing your professional network. Now, that seems like a pretty huge task. And honestly, it can be. There's no build relationships and a network quick tool that can use to hack the system. It takes a lot of self-reflection, persistence, and authenticity. In today's episode, we're going to dig into a few questions that we get all the time about building relationships and a network, which can include, how do I find people to reach out to and build relationships with? And how do I even figure out who those right people are? When you get to the stage where you're having to start essentially building your list of people that you're eventually going to need to talk to, who do you actually want to talk to? How And how specific can you get? So it actually comes from a spot of curiosity. Today, I'm not going to be your host, but I am leaving you in great hands. You'll be with Philip, who has been our past director of client results, and he's actually taking over as host today. And he's joined by career coach Liz McLean. They both walked hundreds of people through our career change process. And one of the most important parts of that process is building your relationships inside your network. They're here to give expert insight on how to do what we like to call reach outs and build solid relationships that will enhance your career search. They both give specific examples of their clients who have been successful with reach outs, including the tactics they used, as well as some tactics to avoid. Here's Philip kicking off the conversation. We've talked a lot on the podcast about the importance of reach outs and just basically building relationships. But the part we haven't talked too much about is how do you find people to reach out to and then begin building relationships with them? And this is just conversations we have all the time. And essentially, how do you figure out who the right people are in your specific situation? So I guess I'm curious for you, Liz, because I've got some thoughts here too. What makes kind of this the best next step for people? Like how do people get really good at finding the right people to reach out to or the best people to reach out to? Yeah. And I feel like if we say that best people to reach out to, that feels like a lot of pressure. That does feel like a lot of pressure. My bad guys. (laughs) No, I just directionally, directionally appropriate. But to say you have to have some kind of lens or framework to narrow through, right? And that's what we do at the first part of this process, Philip. So we get people closer to defining what they want. And then they talk with people and that becomes more exact through conversations. But they've got, you got to have something to go off of Mm -hmm. in answering that, what do I want question. And typically what I found and working and doing this through the years, something like project management isn't enough, Mm. right? So we can, I mean, talk to me about what your thoughts are on that. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that's a really, it's a really good idea in there, right? Where, so give the example of project management. So what happens for lots of people when we get to this stage? So we'll get done with their strengths. We'll get done with their ideal career profile and they go, great. 
who do I talk to next? And then they get some generic title like project management or something where it's just too big and we haven't narrowed it down enough. And so then I kind of always go, well, who's the next person that you want to talk to? Like, let's just think about the next step or let's think about people in the, in the whole umbrella space and get really specific on, well, what, you know, what level are they at? What industry are they in? Where, what kind of focus do they have? What kind of mixes, mix all those things. And it's not necessarily meant to overwhelm, but it's more meant to go, all right, when you get to the stage where you're having to start essentially building your list of people that you're eventually going to need to talk to, who do you actually want to talk to How and how specific right. can you get? So right. it actually comes from a spot of curiosity and yes. not to overuse this word because it's being over, overused quite a bit is authenticity. I knew that was the word you were going to I use. know, I know. I don't mean to put it out, but authenticity, <laughs> meaning that when you actually get, because you're going to have to get on a conversation with right. these people, like right. our clients are, we have to prepare them. And if you aren't actually wanting to get on a conversation with them to get to know about what they do instead of what they can do for you, like most of the time people go, oh, I'm going to get on a conversation. They're going to go, oh my gosh, Liz, you're absolutely amazing. Here's the perfect job that I just made for you up on the spot, blah, 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 right. blah. And right. people go into it the wrong way. So you have to yeah. go back before that and start to get kind of nitty, nitty gritty. And if, and if you have a lot of trouble in there, then usually we tell people, well, Let's just get really specific on who you're curious about, or sometimes even using warm contacts, meaning who you know that could be those those other people. Yeah, I love. I just wanted to add to that, Philip. I think that you said coming up with those parameters or those filters to be like, what size, what, and you said it can be overwhelming. I think it's making some decisions, and mm. not to say that it can't change in the future. And I think what becomes more overwhelming is that when you then go to LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. I'm nodding my head over here. If you haven't pre-decided for yourself, that's not going to go well. And that's, that overwhelm is even worse getting on LinkedIn and, and, and not having those coming up with the authenticity or what, like what you really care about, what your personal filters are before you even get on that tool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then I, if people are often having trouble there, I then think about like, who is currently in your network right now, who's one step closer to where you want to be, or thinking about it as who's a connection of a connection, who is that next person where you want to be? So it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing, right? Right. There's someone you know that you can get closer to that's kind of the same exact person or kind of three or four steps ahead of you that you can know. And essentially, then you're creating the conversation in a way that can allow you to go, okay, so if this person's at the next stage of this next step where I want to be at, then I can think about how I reverse engineer that to where I want want to be. And now, yeah. like, and before we we hit record, I was saying, hey, I think sometimes what people accidentally do here is they will aim too big, where if they want to be a basketball player, they go and they try to reach out to LeBron James first, and then they go, uh, LeBron James didn't respond back to my email after I sent him one email, then one follow-up. Oh, this is horrible. And Liz, you disagreed with oh, that. Oh yeah. I jumped right in on that one because, well, I'm like, all right, if, if you were my client, Philip, I'd be like, all right, that's a poor sample size. That's one person. Yep. And if you want to go big and go LeBron James, like 
go for it. Just know that you're playing the long game in that. You better have other people on your list while you're at it that are easier to get the meeting with. You can get a meeting with LeBron James. He's a person who takes meetings. Are you going to get it from your like LinkedIn request? No. Are you going to get it from one request? No. So over time, I mean, it might take you a year of really strategic efforts. So have conversations with the other basketball players in the meantime. I'm not saying don't try to talk to LeBron James. Go ahead. I, so I take that. And I, now you say it that way, I agree, which is keep going for those big people. But also like at the same time, this process is built through lots of conversations over time. And there are different strategies for each person. So I guess I'm kind of curious because I know this is stuff we talk about a lot where they're, when people start to build essentially their roles list, their companies list, their contacts list, mm-hmm. there's definitely wrong ways to do that. And we've seen that time and time again. And then there's better ways to do that. I'm not going to say right ways because I think there's it depends on every individual and where they're going for, but there's definitely better ways to do that. Kind of starting with the not as great ways first. So do you have examples, Liz, of clients or a client who kind of approaches it not the best way. Yeah, maybe a less effective way. Yeah, that's um, a better way. I like that. Yeah, I would say it's people that come at it, and we've already touched on this, too general, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't narrowed enough, and they maybe go to, well, these are some of the best. I hear, I've heard that these are the best companies to work for. Like something coming at it from a source outside of them and what they really want, what they've identified in their ICP as their values to be like, well, I should go talk to this person here versus what you said earlier. I really want to talk to this person. This person looks really cool. Like I just would love to hear about their experience doing X. So that's part of it. The other thing I would say, another example, I just want to use the LeBron James example. Oh no. Okay. If you want to talk to LeBron James, because you legitimately want to know something about LeBron James that specifically that he's done. Great. If you just want to talk to him out of ego and the fact that he's LeBron James, less effective way yeah. to go about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it goes back to one of the things that when people begin to start building their company list, what they don't think about or what they what they'll accidentally do a lot is they'll kind of just check the box off yeah. and kind of go all right I just built a list of people who are at the best places to work in insert city right. or they'll like they'll put Google Amazon yeah. Meta these giant companies of like well this is where everybody wants everyone wants to go and I just want to talk to mm-hmm. people always there and there's 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 no compelling reason kind of behind it and the reason why this matters and this is what liz and i find time and time again is that we live in a world now that's different than kind of pre-covid but it's been changing even more so which is people are hip to this game of this cold reach out email strategy and what i mean by that is everyone's kind of doing this now and i don't know when the last time you've been on linkedin or any of our listeners been on linkedin or things like that but i get spam messages all the time. And they all sound the same, which is, oh my gosh, I just happened to find your profile when I was randomly searching on LinkedIn. And I was quite impressed with your background. And because of this reason, this reason, and would you have a quick 15 minutes to chat? And it's just like, oh my gosh. It goes back to the, the point that you're saying before and where people 
miss the point of like how to find people that you actually want to reach out to, which is the thing that they do wrong is that they just do like a general search Mm -hmm. and they just go general Mm -hmm. and then they get general or subpar results back. And so really- or where they think they should go, yeah. Like where versus like, hey, do you just for, did you just forget all that stuff we just did on your ICP? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? How does this how does this line up with all the stuff we identified for you? You self forget when you get mm-hmm. to that stage. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. The more important piece here is there is a lot of of things out there that just spam people's inbox, and so it mm-hmm. everything just becomes really really generic. So. What happens again? Yeah, people go at this in a general, generic way where they don't really have a compelling reasons of who they want to reach out to and why they want to reach out. And then the message just gets lost. And essentially all the other spam that's being sent by robots or by actual, by actually other people that are sending general messages. I had someone the other day. Well, actually, no, she kept, I'm, I think I need to block her, but she keeps spamming me. <laughs> and And then now I think she's got it like, just five minutes. Like she's trying to get my business and she's like, let's get on a call for five minutes. I'm like, what the fork can we do in five minutes? <laughs> Nothing. Go away. That's exactly right. That's, and it's, it's people just generally use a general template and then, then they just reach out to general people. So yeah, the, the issue that most people get to is they just, they're being too generic and they're not really getting to what is needing, what they're needing to get to. And so for people who are very specific and get really great results, I know you've got some examples, I do too, right. where essentially they will kind of, I'll say it this way, they ditch the less professional way to go about it. So what I mean by that, they essentially ditch the template and they use the they use the bones of it, right? They use the, Ooh. hey, let's make sure we get time. Hey, here's the thing interesting about you. Hey, here's my ask. But generally, they ditch the template. And how they find those people is, again, they go back to who they're curious about. But really more importantly is they're being very intentional about how they found them. So I have a client who, it was really interesting. So she's in the process of like trying to find different roles right now. And she just happened to be on one of her, one of these people's emails list. And she's just was like, oh, they might be great. And then we've been doing a strategy to reach out to them and talk to them via Instagram because lots of people's email inboxes are overflowing. Like we mentioned, their LinkedIn, they're getting spammed by lots of people. And so we're just like trying to interact in a whole different way over Instagram because it, it feels more genuine. But essentially that's where the people that she's wanting to serve or work with are. So we're getting really ultra specific on, all right, who are the people that you actually want to talk to and where do they live on, on, on the internet or yeah. what's the best way to be able to go and find those people? Yeah. I love that. I was just, you, you said the words that I was thinking, where do they live? Right. Mm-hmm. Where do they, where do they have conversations? And really we do need to see it, even though you have never, you know, it's the first initial message. You do almost need to envision it as a conversation, even though they're not talking to you yet mm-hmm. and where do they live. And there, some of those other spaces you can show up a little bit more creatively. You can have more fun with it than what LinkedIn lends to. I know Philip, you've done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so. it, and it and it is further emphasized because it's it's how you find them. So, if you just find them randomly randomly on LinkedIn, which doesn't always 
it, it actually works sometimes. I find sometimes, I, sure. I get better results or my clients get better results when a, the person is active on LinkedIn and yeah. when they usually have sometimes their email address in their LinkedIn profile because then they're indicating they want to be contacted. But yeah. there's clients who will again, find people from their email list. Sometimes we've looked at specific associations and then they'll reach out to people Mm -hmm. that way. But going at it in a much more creative way of how are you intentionally finding the people makes the all the difference, I think, in the world. I think you had a client who does that. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I love those. The other thing I'd say about LinkedIn is, you know, using it to find groups finding active groups that are actually having a conversation about the topic you want to be a part of. Again, like what going back to what do you care about, joining the conversation there, and then trying to generate some meetings or conversations based on that and that group and that interest area versus a general area. Yes. And we love the associations, particularly because their charter a lot of times is to help further the field and educate others on what mm-hmm what the role is actually about. So mm-hmm. you can generally get, they want to be of service in that way. Other creative ways, I told you this story recently, Philip, I had a client who we were talking about telemobility and I said, hey, just, well, and I'd say this for anything really, but particularly this area, because there that's one of those words that a lot of people use, but the people that truly believe in the tenants and how you do it, quote unquote, right. I guess it gets thrown out and it's like, is it in practice actually being done? So this client really, I said, go go find the subject matter experts. And that might be at a B school. Like the people that really are going to get on their soapbox on how you do this and how you don't do this. People that are putting out content in these areas will be willing to, usually willing to engage. Who's... <laughs> I think I used this shorthand recently with a client to be like, who wants to geek out about this with you? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Yeah. And so it, it's it's finding them to get, particularly in the beginning stages of that learning, because you mm-hmm. can show up and say, hey, this is why I'm interested in this. This is what I'm about. Where would you have me go? Who would yep. you have me talk to? What companies are getting this, quote unquote, well, like we we're talking about with talent mobility, what companies are really doing it and getting it right? And they, they will probably know the answers to that those questions. So there's a couple things that you did in there that people might not notice. So a bunch of things you did in there. So first thing was that, so this is what we often talk to a lot of our clients about, which is, okay, the people that you're looking to reach out to are generally, or the, the subjects you're interested in more specifically, are interested in the things you are. So they are more likely creating content. So essentially yeah. you need to find those one, avenue to begin to find people to reach out to is finding those content creators. So you might've heard of Vicky on this podcast. She did that very same thing. She was really interested in treasury. And so we found a very specific treasury podcast where they brought in VPs. And then we had a whole strategy of reaching out to VPs there. But spoiler alert, everybody and their brother is creating content out there, no matter the space. Like I legit had a client, I, I tell this story all the time to my clients, but I had a client who was interviewing for a company in Dallas, they were a company that essentially took off when they have these 3D printing machines, they have all this excess junk on there. And that, and that, which sounds like a very boring company, and I would never probably talk to them. But the more important piece is that company had a podcast. 
And right. I was like, oh my gosh, if they got a podcast, they all have podcasts. Then, yeah. then they all have podcasts. Because yeah. like, if them, I was like, oh my god, if this boring place has a podcast, then the more Stop interesting it. you're geeking out. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to offend no, anybody. You're not, out there you're not really sorry. Please. I'm not really sorry. sorry. <laughs> that's really, it's really boring. Yeah. I also beat up on pool filters a lot. That's usually my boring <laughs> example. I go, pool filters must be really boring. But sorry if you're into pool filters. But anyways, so for the kind of things you're doing there is finding people who are geeking out about the same things that you're geeking out about. But then you're not necessarily then approaching them about, hey, can I get a job? Can I, can you give me a job right. here? These things like right. that. The way you're approaching it is what we we're kind of mentioning earlier on in the podcast, which is, hey, I'm really interested in this. Let's geek out about this idea. These are the things I'm struggling with. How can you help me? Or what would it look like? Give me your perspective to get to this next next step or this perceived next step that I have. So yeah. it changes the conversation essentially changes your approach and that then changes who you reach out to and how you find people to reach out to because it's not about well what are the, again the, what are the best companies to work for and what's this company over here it comes right. from a spot where this is something i'm actually interested in from either the subject the mission who you're doing it with all those things and that changes the game entirely because it it becomes not just this fixed end. It becomes this infinite process where you're gonna, exactly yeah. you're going to keep going to and keep going to explore and keep showing up in a lot of those different ways. Can I share another one of my ideas? That Go I right ahead. Yeah, it's a new, it's a recent one. Well, actually, no, I don't know if it's a recent one. So, and I'm going back to telemobility because it's fresh in my brain. One of the other things that I did with this client is finding a topic like that, right? There's so many SaaS companies, right? So there could be problems that there is a software as a service for. So if you find like, who is the person that is serving these people and go on their website, right? So there are lots of HR SaaS products, right? There's lots of talent mobility SaaS products. Go on their website and see who they're bragging about as customers who have been successful in it. Because... Those are the companies that are really following and being successful. It's how, like really have skin in the game in this problem or area versus a company that might be like, okay, we're going to subscribe to this and maybe don't execute very well. Yep. And so that would be a company that I would put on my list because it's like, oh, you truly value this. I've had people, I tell my clients the same kind of thing. So I'll tell them when they go to, for example, when they have a conference coming up, I tell them yeah. to go look at the sponsors, go look at the go look at the like the companies that are there, the booths and those kinds of things. More than likely, they're there because they have figured out that they're that their market's close or like they they really yeah. they have similar missions or they have similar kinds of things. So I'll tell people look there. I'll tell people to often look at sp- like sponsors for like your favorite podcast. So if you have a favorite podcast that you like, usually you can like go, "Oh, well, what are companies that are sponsoring this? And then sometimes that company might be too big, but then there are other similar companies to that or within that space. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it's it creates those kind of next steps or I'll even tell clients like, all right, well, go and look at people in those associations that you're looking at and then look and see what company they work for or previous mm-hmm. companies they work for too. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many different ways that you can look and you can, you can get to that, but it doesn't really start off until you've actually like figured <laughs> out where you want to focus your time. What I have found so much in this work is that you can get as specific as you as you want and get really nitty gritty. And that's kind of required, but 
it doesn't happen at first. It kind of happens over time. You kind of have to build the plane as you're flying it, so to speak. Right. But what really gets you going is having that, that general of like, what am I interested? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? Like some kind of filter mm-hmm. at first. You got it. Like we've discussed this, right? So that you're not reaching for what are the best companies to work for, but you're working, you're reaching for or trying to find what are the best companies for me, for Philip, for Liz, based on these, based on what we've already identified. I asked the question earlier about. No, so I didn't ask a question. More so put <laughs> in out. Your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in my head. Yeah. More so put out like. Well, here are the filters that I generally think about when I'm, you know, helping clients determine like which companies they put on there. I usually make them specific to the person. So for example, I have a client right now. He works in a really big industry over in Boston in in defense. And so we are looking at individuals and companies that have like a defense arm where it could be easier transitioning into. It's very important for him that he works in a global company because of his travels. So essentially, those are the two big filters that we use right now. And then we're getting better filters over time. Are there any other filters that you generally use for people for how to build company list or even contacts? Those are just examples of, it's very individual, but just like in general. Yeah, I mean, they're not general, right? So they're specific to to everybody, the, the client. I had a client that was, had, was coming off a not great experience at a company where they hadn't, they didn't support working mothers very well. Like they did Mm. in terms of talking the talk, but they didn't walk the walk. So for her, one of the things we did was obviously looked at her interests and her skills and what she wanted to do. But then we overlaid the filter of, Hey, who's really good at supporting working mothers and not just who made the marketing list. And so that's a challenging thing to do. So you can find groups, right? There there are groups where they can ping and people can ask questions. And yeah, so that would be another, that would be one example that comes to mind of a past client. Another one had a client that really wanted, or have a client now that really loves creative production. So her job, her general job, she could do anywhere, but loves a creative production work and loves doing it for events. So we are targeting organizations where it's like they better have a big event that she, <laughs> that she can be a part of and that she can run and do creative production for otherwise it doesn't make the list so i'm trying to think is that does that answer your question philip i mean i can come up with more it, it does because i think it it goes back to the the same point that we're, we're coming back to again is it goes back to this question of how do you find people to reach out to well you got to know who you're reaching out to first and why right. you're reaching out to them essentially what you're valuing, what they do or what their company does and, or like what's actually important Or what they to you. don't do. I, yeah. mean, I had a client that's like, I will never work with a company that works with as a supplier to Walmart. Like I don't want to be connected to Walmart anymore. I really? Yeah. Wow, that's another, specific. Yeah. I had another client that, you know, is vegetarian and be like, I'm not going to work at any company that because of values as far as animals go. You know, those are, that's that's the individual individualized part. Yeah. And I think it comes back to this this bigger idea of the values that you have. And in, it could be different for everybody. So the one client I was mentioning who wanted a global company was that he wanted to make sure he's been spending time with his family back in his home country. Like right. And he also so that meant for him is like 
he doesn't want to have to have a job where he has to take off time to go back for those things. Like, what if he could work while also being home, both home in the United States, but also home in, in his home country? Right. So it's like, okay, one of the big value he has is spending time with his family and is like right. teaching his kids with the family, spending time with their family. So it goes back to this to this values perspective, but really, what are you intentionally wanting? And mm-hmm. that helps you then begin to reach out to contact those kinds of people. And this is what I usually tell people, at least tell my clients, is that you're not the first person to struggle with this thing. There's other people who struggle with this. Yeah. The hard part is actually finding them. And like we said before, they're creating content. They're out there. And sometimes you actually might have to, to go first. Like you might have to actually do put be vulnerable first to yeah. be like, this is what I'm trying to figure out. I was going to bring that up. You got to show up and be vulnerable and tell people because you don't know where that lead's going to come from either. Like, sorry, Mm. just for lack of a better word, that lead is going to come from. I worked with a coach years ago. I totally cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. no, Go ahead. Go go, go (laughs) ahead. A coach I worked with years ago said, he's like, tell everybody. He's like, tell the person, like, tell your barista, tell your dry cleaner, tell your, he's like, there's only... You just don't know, but you got to, you got to have a sense of that idea and then be vulnerable <laughs> and tell people how they can help. It's this, it's this idea that I think I've been talking to all my clients about in the last two weeks, which is, it goes back to this professionalism BS, which oh. is everybody out there has everything figured out. And if I don't show up with everything already figured out and have my pitch about exactly where my value is and exactly what I'm looking for and all these things, then I can't do all these things that are going to happen later on. And it's more like, it just, it gets it. And what then what happens for most clients after that is they try to do that. And then, then they, they never end up reaching out to people or they have really crappy conversations that they didn't end with their expectations of what they wanted. So it's, it's how you show up to the conversation in that vulnerability, but also like the curiosity, all those kinds of things. But it comes back more of this idea that everyone's just trying to figure it out. And these people that you're trying to reach out to are also trying to figure life out probably one way or another, more than likely, right? Every, every single person does. It doesn't even matter if you're list. So it's like going at it from that way just allows you to have more freedom, allows you to have more fun, and mm-hmm. then treat this as a iterative process. Like who can I? Who can I reach out to who's geeking out the same thing I am or who values the same things that I do or who's doing this really great work that I just absolutely love, all those kinds of things. And I think that's the better way to find people and how to find people. But most are are unwilling or don't get deep enough to get to that level to help with all those things later. Yeah, you got to slow down a little bit in the first part. And then the other part, I mean, I'll say to clients, like, would you rather receive the email that's like, I've got it all figured out and I would like to connect with you or an email to be like, yeah, man, I'm kind of lost, but I really love this. Would you talk to this about, talk to me about this? Because people are like, oh, thank God, we don't need more experts out there, I guess. And we don't, you don't need to show up as, yeah. I mean, you said it better, Philip, but it's, it's more... It's endearing. It engages people more to show up and be with that vulnerability, not emotional dumping. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, this is where I, I I have to tell clients too. Like, there's there's a level of vulnerability. Like, we don't need to be telling everybody and our brother every single thing. Or like, 
this way to tell clients, you don't have to be as professional as you think. That's not to say you should put your feet up on the desk. Like I'm not professional, like throwing it all professional, unless that's what the person's going for on the other side. But again, I generally don't say that. I think it's more of approaching this in a way of being human and having the other person yeah. be human. Yeah. And, I, and I think we live in a world where it just becomes harder and harder. But well, thanks so much, Liz, for for talking about this with me today. I appreciate this. Like this is stuff we jam out on all of the time. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for having this chat with me. Yeah, thanks, Philip. It was fun. I appreciate it. Most of the episodes you've heard on Happen to Your Career showcase stories of people that have taken the steps to identify and land careers that they are absolutely enamored with, that match their strengths and are really what they want in their lives. If that's something that you're ready to begin taking steps towards, that's awesome. And we want to figure out how we can help. So here's what I would suggest. Take the next five seconds to open up your email app and email me directly. I'm going to give you my personal email address, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Just email me and put conversation in the subject line. And when you do that, I'll introduce you to someone on our team who can have a super informal conversation with, and we'll figure out the very best type of help for you, whatever that looks like, and the very best way that we can support you to make it happen. So send me an email right now with conversation in the subject line. Here's a sneak peek into what we have coming up in store for you next week. I remember people saying, oh man, but you've got the dream. And <laughs> it kind of raises a red flag if people say you have the dream and you think, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of truth to that, but something feels off right now, at least for what I think I'm looking for. One unexpected obstacle that you might have to overcome when making a career change is dealing with the reactions from the people closest to you. Okay, surprisingly, these reactions are not always positive and encouraging. Your friends and family likely want what is best for you, and they may not think that a career change is a smart move. So how do you navigate these conversations with the people closest to you and get them on board to support you as you make this big life change? All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.